everybody, this is pro wrestling legend Jim Cornette, and you're listening to The Rough House. Behold, a podcast for the ages, recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task, complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode number 326 for recording date May 21, 2023. Hello, I am Marty. I'm Christoph. Thank you guys for, for listening, hitting that click button on whichever podcatcher you hit click on. I mean, as long as you give us <laughs> up until maybe another 15 seconds from now, we should be yes. okay for a registered listen. So, yeah. you know, after we get through the intros, you don't feel like hearing me anymore. I understand. But thanks for the, thanks for the click. Uh, but we do have uh, a, a lot to talk about this week. Well, it's really all going to center around one company this week because WWE, they just were like, eh, we're going to Saudi Arabia next weekend. Let's just kind of lame duck it. Mm-hmm. Uh, up to and including they filmed SmackDown for this coming Friday, this past oh, Friday. Okay. So, you know, nothing exciting is going to happen on that show. Because uh, it's a Saturday PLE? Uh, yes. Uh, Saturday afternoon, our time, I believe, mm, Okay. Um, for Night of Champions. Can't um, wait to not watch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how that all plays out. But really, everything comes down to the latest comings and goings in of a steel well, yeah we'll talk about him <laughs> so last week mm-hmm. as we knew it through all the rumors all the scuttlebutt this past week was going to be very very big for aew yeah, a lot of big announcements queued up, a lot of uh, big, you know, a lot of big news. Exactly. Uh, possibly life-changing, industry-changing news yeah. was hinted at. Uh, we talked about it last week, the rumored multi-year deal worth over a billion dollars. Let's take a look at the checklist of things that was rumored to be announced, and let's see what we got. Yeah. All right, we've got the multi-year deal worth a billion dollars. <laughs> We okay. didn't have that one. Okay. No. Uh, well, not, I mean, not not announced. Not announced, have, at least. That's ink true. might be uh, dry, but we don't know for sure. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, the return of CM Punk. Mm. We didn't get that one at all. Um, no. No. We had uh, the debut of Collision being at the United Center. Mm. Nope, we didn't get that one. Uh, some people were wondering, hey, are we going to get the release date for the video game finally? Mm. Nope, not not on that <laughs> one either. But you know what we did get? We did get the official announcement that Saturday night will be the night for a new AEW program on TNT called Collision. Yeah. So we got In that about one. four weeks time. Yes. Well, you, you missed an important piece there. Oh, we did get the Xbox achievements for <laughs> AEW Fight Forever. That is true. We we did get the Chivos, which I'm sure <laughs> the uh, Chivos, people, the, which I'm sure people are very excited about. Yeah. Um, so on Wednesday morning, it was the Warner Brothers Discovery upfront, mm-hmm. and all of wrestling Twitter's eyes were locked in on any bit of information or detail they could get. Without realizing that 
the upfronts are really kind of a sterile environment of yeah. which, you know, these networks or conglomerates pitch their shows to advertisers to buy time on. Yeah, I would equate it to like a um, a Steve Jobs sort of announcement, but less exciting with a very uh, blander audience. Yes. Yeah, this is this is almost as if you are sitting in on a quarterly results meeting for your job. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the it's the the in-person meeting uh, that could have been an email. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, Say, hey, here's what we got coming up this uh, this quarter show wise. Yeah. If you want to buy some time, let me know. This is not the E3 Sony press conference where it's like, no. guess what, motherfuckers? There's a new Final Fantasy. No, yeah, not- sure as hell not Kevin Feige taking over Hall H at Comic-Con yeah. either. Yeah, so. it, it is not that. So a press release went out about 10 o'clock Wednesday morning officially announcing AEW Collision. Or sorry, AEW Saturday Collision as it is listed in the logo, which very much is an homage to the old WCW Monday Nitro logo. Yeah, and depending um, on where you fall on the uh, the pendulum swing of wrestling fandom these days, it's either a loving homage or they totally ripped it off. Yeah, do you, th- do you think WWE could sue them? Because they own oh the God. rights to WCW. You know, they they should they should fight for their rights. You know, man, the the WWE neck neck beards this week were just oh. I, I, look. Everyone was in rare form. <laughs> uh, from you know the the most devoted cultish WWE fans to the most devoted cultish AEW fans, um, and even some subsex between them, as we will get into. Well, in just let's, a moment. let's be clear: none of these people are having sex. No, 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 no. S e c t s, not s e x. Sex. So the announcement went out. We had the logo. We had the poster. The poster made it very clear that this is the AEW containment zone. <laughs> uh, it's featured upon it prominently. You had Miro. Uh-huh. You had Thunder Rosa. You had Andrade. Plus all the champions. Yeah. And for some reason, Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, which which if, if, if I'm Will Hobbs. And that press release, which came out mm-hmm. at the same time, said, you know, new Saturday show featuring stars Thunder Rosa, Andrade, Miro, and Powerhouse Hobbs. He's probably like, yeah. hey. Yeah. It's like, I'm the one who's been here. People here. Yeah. I was a champion. Well, I guess I, Miro was a champion, too. But And Thunder Rosa. I, I didn't punch nobody. I'm doing the stupid QTV thing. The, the Thunder Rosa situation is really interesting to me. Yeah. Because, you know, any indication that we had is that she had a ton of heat. But here she is popping up on um, on Dynamite, barging into Tony Khan's office when he's clearly not there. Yes. Uh, here she is being a featured part of the um, all-access show, mm-hmm. of which I've still only seen two episodes. But, uh, you know, that is what it is. And then also the first name listed in this press release, which, I mean, respect for listing a female first, but her <laughs> well it's funny you say my that. michael bluth there her <laughs> because of course everyone and their brother was like wait a minute i thought i thought cm punk was going to be the the linchpin right. of the show i thought sure, cm punk yeah. was going to be the reason they the reason are doing, they're doing this so the reason why wbd signed off on it and then about a few minutes after the press release and everything goes out uh, I, I forget the writer, but it was not someone from the wrestling world. It was just mm-hmm. someone from the television uh, news side of the world goes, hey, this is really weird. When I go to the WBD press site, mm-hmm. the link for the 
press release. It was just a text link hyperlink. Yeah. It has the headline as being featuring CM Punk, Thunder Rosa, so on and so on and so mm-hmm. on. Click through. It's the press release as it was released. Yeah. Now, why on earth would CM Punk's name be in the link, but not in the final press release and not on the final poster? And so the discourse began. (laughs) The the Shao Kahn from Mortal Kombat original. (laughs) It begins. (laughs) Pretty much. Not so much the... um, the uh um um fuck i can't remember his name um bernard hill's character from lord of the rings as helmsy begins yeah, yeah. um <laughs> god damn it uh i, kn- I remember aomir and aowen's name but i can't remember his name he's not oh that's bothering me Baromir? no 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 um elrond no no See, this is why it's good that I was unable to host last night's Super Art Fight Show at Lord of the Rings Night. Where uh, was Lord of the Rings Night? Uh, at so. a library in Virginia. Okay. They had booze right. and food trucks. That actually sounds kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, anyway. Uh, Theoden. Theoden. There you go. Yeah, that's him. So anyway. <laughs> this led to, appropriately so, Brian Alvarez that afternoon. Going on to Wrestling Observer Live, mm-hmm. talking about how, okay, and, and and this was, you know, just hours later. So if you're thinking chronology, it was, this announcement happened, someone from the press was like, hey, it's weird that the link, you know, says CM Punk, but yeah. then he's not in the press release. And then about three o'clock in the afternoon Eastern, Brian Alvarez does Wrestling Observer Live, which is right. a, a legit radio show, it turns out. Um, yeah, uh, carried by a a number of different stations across the country, or just, you know, you can stream it on the internet while it happens. Anyway, I did not know that. Here's what he said, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, okay, turns out this was not the big announcement as we expected. They announced the show. They announced that it's going to premiere in June. They announced Mm -hmm. Thunder Rosa, Miro, Andrade. They were supposed to announce CM Punk, but did not. So there must be something going on there. Which I think everybody kind of figured out already. So that's not breaking any new ground or no, or, no, it or... Is a very fair assumption. Yes. And there's no speculation as to why or yeah. what or no. how. And this leads to Mr. Phil Brooks, CM Punk, spending an entire afternoon motherfucking Brian Alvarez on his Instagram stories. Yeah. Which, I mean, look, I understand not wanting to go to Twitter for a multitude of reasons. Yes. Uh, But man, that's a lot of work to put together, type out all those Instagram stories and all that shit. Yeah. Uh, Talking about how, you know, it's clickbait bullshit. Okay. First things first, it's, it's a radio show. No one's (laughs) clicking on anything. Mine is playing the show. Yeah. Also, he just said something must be up. That's it. And, and, and Phil confirmed it. Yeah. Yeah. By, by, by retorting. By yeah. posting a random screenshot of an email that uh, Brian Alvarez wrote that someone forwarded him, which was really just Alvarez going, I don't know why he, and it was an email from like 10 plus years ago. He's going, mm-hmm. I don't know why CM Punk's mad at me. I have no problem with him and I hope he's okay. What a Seems dick. Pretty innocuous. <laughs> And then after like seven shady stories, he posts a video about how, you know, people need to go out and touch grass. 
brother, you spent your whole afternoon on Instagram on uh, Instagram stories talking about this. Now, concurrently, Mike Johnson of Pro Wrestling Insider, mm-hmm. who has always been really tight with with Punk and that crew because he came up, you know, as an ECW writer first and foremost. Gotcha. Uh, he covered the whole Philly indie scene. Was really tight with Gabe Sapolsky at Ring of Honor. So you know, he has sources that mm-hmm. are undoubtedly close to Punk. He is the one who went on record with the story first. Okay. And what he said was that there was an issue between AEW and CM Punk relating to a steal. Subsequently, we've learned a bit more of the specifics. And uh, I did think it was funny that when this was talked about on Wrestling Observer Radio, Mm -hmm. and I know right now this is thrilling listening, hearing two dorks talk about uh, another dorky uh, radio show, dorky radio show. But trust me on on why I'm I'm bringing this up. Dave Meltzer said, I heard this from the guy who says he never tells me anything and I should not have heard this from him. Okay. So I think if I'm interpreting that right, fucking punk told Dave the details. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, here's what the problem apparently is. So, of course, go back to Brawl Out in September of last year. Yeah, we're pushing a year on that. Yeah. We had the fight. We had the brawl. uh, Ace Steel threw a chair at Matt Jackson's head and bit Kenny Omega. Yeah, took a little nibble out of Kenny's uh, elbow there. Ace Steel? Was the only one fired. Shockingly enough, I and I, I looked this up to confirm, A Steel, not his real name. No, I don't know no, if you knew Chris that. Chris Guy. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I only know that because Colt Cabana used it as a jobber name once on Raw. <laughs> um, so, Ace was This the, is the stupidest business that we it, cover. It really is. <laughs> Especially when, if you have not heard, although you probably heard if you're listening to a Pro Wrestling uh-huh. podcast, this... Yeah twist of storytelling here it's a swerve brother punk got a steal his job back because i guess tk is just going you know whatever you know whatever makes you happy i want to want to make you happy i want to have you in chicago let's go yeah so 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 which shows that tony Khan has learned nothing since the all-out press not a fucking thing yeah phil runs this company so a steal gets his job back Punk's talking to uh, TK or sorted folks in AEW management and mm-hmm. says, all right, so, you know, me and Ace are going to be there for the first show in Chicago. Uh, 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 not, not so much, Phil. We are going to hire him back as an agent, but he needs to work remotely. <laughs> <laughs> that, see, I didn't know that little uh, caveat. Yes. That's wonderful. I love that. They're hiring him back, <laughs> but he just can't be at the shows. Shoot. That's like, are you kidding me? I get I get a job with the company and I don't have to travel all the time? Sign me up, brother. Yeah. I mean, look, AEW is already pretty progressive in that they pay travel costs for their staff. You know, well, they, no, just the physical toll of traveling. Oh, I mean, there's that too. I'm just saying, like, yeah, you know, versus being an agent in WWE, you have to travel, and also sure. you have to pay for it. AEW, even the agents, because I, I agents are actually aren't they actually employees though? They're not contracted out like uh like the performers. You know what? I'll have to fact check on that, but 
Yeah. Even still. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that were the case, but man, yeah. that's shitty. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't be <laughs> Even for them. Shocking at all. But this was the straw that broke the camel's back. And in turn, <laughs> between Tuesday night and Wednesday morning, a new poster had to be made to announce collision. God. Apparently CM Punk's head was in the MJF spot. <laughs> the press release had to be edited. And then we had the most awkward of announcements on dynamite where we announced, <laughs> or we, where uh, TK announced the first six locations of collision, but he'll mm-hmm. tell you about where the premiere will be next week. Next week. Yeah. AKA. I mean, give me seven days to fix this guys. <laughs> right. Yeah. Pretty much. It's, it's funny because this, this announcement, it was on at the bar when I was doing my, my trivia gig and I was at one of my tables and they were looking at it and Tony, I was, I was, I was watching it and the subtitles were on, um, yeah. but I was watching it and I'm like, this guy hasn't blinked fucking once. And one of the, the ladies at the tables goes, he's definitely a skinwalker. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's lizard people. No doubt. I get it. Either that hey guys, or just I'm really totally excited to tell you about the next step for us here in all elite wrestling. Oh my God. Saturday like the, night's the, coming the, up. The, the gross sound of uh, Mr. Burns uh, closing his eyelids <laughs> that one time. <laughs> so like a picture. <sighs> so that's where we're at right now. It wasn't Good enough God. that there was a fight. It wasn't enough that people were uh, suspended. It wasn't enough that one guy got fired. Uh, we're trying to undo all of it. And also, by the way, He's mad because his buddy can't hang out with him when he's working. I, and, right? Yeah. While he's working. <laughs> not to mention the uh, untold millions of dollars that he's making. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure other, I'm sure, I'm sure he worked in some kind of back in the title picture brother sort of situation oh, okay. uh, coming in here. Yeah. If, are they going to make a new title if there is a full on <laughs> brand split for, uh, for collision now? Yeah. Christ. That's Last thing they need is another title. Yeah, I know. Right. Um, but it's just, what, what a a complete mess I've gone on record. We've gone on record on this show, our feelings about the situation. This is not not worth it. Yeah. This is not a juice worth the squeeze situation. I mean, look, Mm -mm. I get it. If you take CM Punk out of that group, it's a two hour rampage. I, I know. I know. I understand. But also if you take CM Punk out of that group, guess what? Everyone who's on Dynamite can also be on Rampage at that point, and there's going to be little to no problems. Yeah. That's your solution. Yeah. Go with the people I know. who aren't fucking pains in the ass. And it, it's interesting that, um, you know, you're going to have a show on all elite wrestling without the elite. Yes. <laughs> that, that also was I mean, very weird. Granted, they're not on every. I mean, they're pretty much on every dynamite. Definitely, and they've made sporadic uh, appearances on Rampage. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, for another marquee, you know, I think they they classified it as a tenth pole Saturday night show. Yes, which I mean, on a Saturday night, get, get, let's be honest here. This yeah, is that's, that's this is not, not this is not here for ratings. No, this is here for cheap content for WBD. Yes, cheap original content that runs 52 weeks a year and probably yeah. has a very high DVR number because I know I'm sure we should DVRing it. 
Yeah, Saturdays at eight. Like it was hard enough to get me Fridays at ten to watch Rampage, which I, I haven't done in a couple weeks, even on even on <laughs> replay. Right, right. <laughs> even on the app. So, <laughs> I mean, I wish him the best of luck with this, but I, I don't get it. I don't. Get it. I mean, I was gonna wait till we got into the recap, but <laughs> so they announced the first six weeks of Collision. Mm-hmm. Week one, we assume, is going to be. Uh, at the United Center in Chicago with CM Punk, we or, assume, or or Daly's place. I heard there's a is a possible runner up here. That that rumor has been going around, and and it sounds like some people are trying to say that's not the the deal. Uh, for just to totally say, it, the rumor was that instead they were going to do the first episode from Daly's place in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. which I don't think is a terrible idea because no. that was you, the home base for such a sure. long time. Sure. Every other episode of this first six weeks, except for, I think, maybe the last one, which is in New Jersey. Yeah. Is in Canada. Mm-hmm. Chris, do you know where in Canada they're going to be airing Collision? Um, nowhere. Exactly. There's no deal to air <laughs> Collision in Canada. So for the first <clears throat> month and a half of television. Wow. They are going to be in a city that has no, has no access idea. to the show. Yeah, and has no idea what the storyline. They don't are. have rampage I mean, either. Like they, they have dynamite. That's it. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you're not really missing anything with rampage, but yes, but still, it's just like, but, but still, like there, there was a, 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 there was a very quick throwaway joke when they did their Toronto debut when. uh FTR was like, oh, we'll have this match on Rampage. And the crowd started to boot. He goes, I know, I know, you can't see it here. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's just weird. It's, I, I recognize a lot of it is timing. I recognize a lot of it is just, you know, the, the schedule they already laid out with this New Japan sure. related Canadian tour. Um, that's, of course, going to culminate, uh, or at least, uh, one of the highlights thereof is going to be the, the Forbidden Door 2 show and, of course, the Owen tournament right. running through it. But, man, what a mess. Just what? What's the what date for Forbidden Door? Uh, the tw- it's 20, June something, right? I believe it's the 25th. So so a month. A month out. We have zero anything announced. Yeah. Well, I imagine probably. Uh, Post Double or Nothing. Yeah. The, the Wednesday after Double or Nothing will start getting announcements. Because remember, New Japan isn't going to allow them to announce almost anything because they've got Dominion on the way. Best of Super. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That's like the fifth, right? Yeah. So you know, that's that's. If anything, we'll probably get like talent announcements, and mm-hmm. you know, just sort of see where things go from there. But man, what a what a mess! What a dumb, yeah. stupid mess being yeah. put together by dumb people. <laughs> like I, I don't understand it. In I, certain. I, uh, not not all dumb people. I just misguided. I think some you of know, them. That's a fair point. CM Punk dumb. Yeah. Phil's dumb. I, I don't think Tony's dumb. I just think yeah. he's just a little uh, disguided. Maybe he's or, he's definitely misguided, trying to distracted. Have, he's trying to have his cake everything. and eat it too in this. You know. Yeah. I believe there is a part of him, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use the M word here, but he's a wrestling fan, and mm-hmm. he knows the value and appreciates the work of CM Punk. At least the first no, but. didn't get injured every few months. 
<laughs> and he's trying to put together, you know, the best talent in the world that aren't signed by the other company. Yeah. That would include him. Mm-hmm. And I imagine a lot of this is him trying to just hold together things. I mean, there, there's been some rumors going around. No one individually named, but apparently at least one person in the elite wants to try to extend an olive branch and work things through. So <sighs> Kenny, you that. think? I would assume I, I, it's Kenny. Because, yeah, I of don't think people, it's... He also didn't have a chair bonked off his head. So Yeah. I can't imagine it being Paige and uh, the Bucks. I mean, you know, yeah, the, the, maybe the Bucks, but I feel like Kenny, you know, kind of has the that kind of head on his shoulders. Exactly. To uh, be able to say something like, plus, you know, he they never got to wrestle. Uh, right. So that's a money match. Absolutely. Unless I'm totally blanking on something. Did no, they touch no, at they, one point? They, they did. Never? They, they only did Daniel okay. and Omega. They, they did not do yeah. uh, Punk and Omega. Okay. Anyway. <clears throat> So there are still things in the ether, you know, we'll probably have an idea by this Wednesday. What's happening is punk coming back. Is he really going to be the the keystone for this collision show? I don't know if we're going to get any clarity because one assumes a deal was reached to bring on collision. Even if it mm-hmm. wasn't the deal that everyone in the right. brother started believing was going to happen, including us here pontificating about it last week. Mm hmm. You know, we'll see. Uh, word did leak that the AEW game is going to be out at the end of June. June 27th is apparently the okay. uh, release date for that. So, you know, we'll have that coming up. So that'll be cool. But, yeah, for for what was supposed to be like this big, massive, you know, industry-shaking week for AEW, really the only place that got shaken up was their own business. Yeah, Not always in the best of ways, but it's okay because on Wednesday night they had a show in Austin, Texas, which was goddamn delightful. I had a such show. a great time with this week's Dynamite. Uh, it was uh, filled with t- uh, you know uh, twists and turns. One of the most hilarious false count anywhere matches I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and it had an absolute hot fire main event angle, which I admit I worked myself on, which we'll talk about when we get there. Uh, but yeah, the big show, same. <laughs> <laughs> the show itself kicked off with, of all things, a Wardlow promo. Certainly a an interesting uh, interesting opening to the show. I have gone on record multiple times saying I hate you know the twenty minute opening promo segment. Yes. Granted, this didn't go twenty minutes. Yeah, but I it's still more feel like, like eight to ten. But yeah, I, I still don't know why this happened before the opening tag match. Right, especially because the opening tag match was a lot of fun, and uh, it had OC, who's been opening the the show for. The majority of the past, what, 12 weeks easily, if not the past year, because I'm even thinking going back to like blood and guts that started with uh, uh, OC and uh, Ethan Page in the match where he decided to work like uh, Hogan facing Andre and built up to the (laughs) body slam. Um, But uh, Wardlow comes out uh, wearing loafers, no socks. And, uh, yeah, the that's that's the look these days. Polo. I don't care for it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not a big fan of it either. Uh, so 
He calls. Um, out you can call me. Huge. You can call me. You, you would think my last name is Haynes as much as I love socks. Like I like. I am never sockless. I have. I've. I always. I like. Aside from like when I shower, and or in in some kind of body of water. Uh, and every other time I have socks on. I. I loathe feet. I hate seeing feet. I hate seeing my own feet. I always have socks on. It's like my security blanket. Uh, so yeah, I am. Uh, I'm a big proponent of socks. So That's when right, I see. Kristoff enters that bedroom. Socks are on. <laughs> you laugh, but anyway, Wardlow comes and calls out Christian Cage and says that he wants Christian <clears throat> to come out and spit in his face. Which, yeah, that's a whole new kink shaming or yeah. kink, uh, kinky couple uh, uh, things popping off there. Yeah. Uh, so Christian Cage and Luchasaurus come out. They just start having a promo off at each other, not into microphones, and it got very yeah. horny because it was uh, Christian going, <laughs> yeah. you want me to I, spit in your face? Do you want me to spit in your face? We're like, yeah, spit my face. Spit my face. Call me scum. I think and he just called like, him daddy at one point. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a whole – It was really <laughs> weird. I, I've i seen a video or two that starts like that and uh, it did not end the way it did on Dynamite. Yeah, very, very strange, but uh, – uh, the brawl began. Numbers game gets uh, Wardlow. Uh, Christian Cage low mm-hmm. blows uh, Wardlow. Luchasaurus pulls a ladder out from under the ring. Choke slams Wardlow on it, and we get a kill. This, like, this was like Fisher Price. My first ladder. This yeah. was the the, <laughs> the thinnest uh, ladder. I don't think anybody could have stood on that ladder. Had no, no, no. They, they they definitely gimmicked it a little bit. Which mm-hmm. hey, I get it. You know, you don't want to mess yeah. up either one of these guys in advance, but a kill switch on top I, I, of the uh, ladder by Christian Cage. Of the aluminum ladder. <laughs> yes. The Reynolds wrap ladder. <laughs> the foil ladder. Uh, uh, we get the kill switch and uh, Cage stands tall. And uh, my first thought is, oh, dear God, they're not going to put Christian Cage in a ladder match in the year of our Lord 2023, are they? Well... <laughs> We then got a recap of Don Callis uh, beating up Kenny Omega last week with the uh, screwdriver and the screwdriver of doom heard around the world. Mm -hmm. And that took us to then the opening tag match as it was Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen going against Lee Moriarty and Large William. This Uh, is Big Bill to you, sir. I don't know him well enough to call him Big Bill. He's Large William to me. Sure you do. He's been following him for years. <laughs> and, There's and certain I, things that he does that are unteachable. Yeah, I don't know if you, you can't teach it. Uh, <laughs> that reminds me. I heard I heard a rumor this week that uh, that um, Big Bill pitched for Enzo to come in and was immediately shot down. And I find that hilarious. Love it. Love um, it. I mean, it's it's cute that they're still friends. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's good. You know, uh, yeah. but no, not happening. Um, yeah, no. I mean, look, I, I was very hesitant to see W. Morrissey show up. Yes. Uh, and then once he became Big Bill, I was immediately on board. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I've, I've enjoyed some of the stuff he's done since. So, yeah, and, you know. and this is a perfect example of it because this match yeah. was a lot of Good fun. Good use of him. Um, it, it was, you know, uh, I use this term <clears> a lot and I don't mean to damn matches by saying it. It was a house show match in that, you know, mm-hmm. the faces came out hot. Then the heels got the heat. Then right. you had the big baby face comeback for the finish. Uh, big Bill looked like a monster in this, including mm-hmm. an amazing well, boss man slam on uh, Darby. Just spun him yeah. around like a helicopter. It's, it's kind of easy when you're the size of Big Bill and Darby's the size of Darby. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, those those are the types of things that play 
into the, the the wonderful side of this business, the you know the size discrepancies and and stuff like that, and to further the house show sort of thing. You had two faces that don't normally tag together as well, which is a right. very house show sort of thing, right? Um, and also, hey, Lee Moriarty getting TV time always makes me happy, sure, uh, especially when yeah. it's in a good match and not just some stupid thing with the firm. Um, yeah. So uh, we got a stun dog, which apparently is gone now. Uh, apparently, um, according to commentary. Yeah. The firm is done. Yes. However, it doesn't change the fact that Matt Hardy and uh, Jeff Hardy and uh, Isaiah are having a match against uh, the guns and Ethan Page, who were in the firm together at Double or Nothing. The guns were in the firm? Yeah. Yeah. They, they remember the original version of the firm include the guns. Include- oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Also, okay. remember, MJF was behind the firm. Yeah. Anyway, we had a Sundog Millionaire into a Code Red on uh, Large William, which was crazy. Uh, then yeah. Beach Break on Lee Moriarty, Coffin Drop off the top, and then to send a message to MJF, the first of multiple messages to MJF throughout the show, Darby yeah. hits the side headlock on Lee Moriarty and gets the pin for the finish. Yep. I liked it. I thought it was clever. Yeah. No. Good call back to uh, to their match last year. Yes. Alex Marvez was trying to get a word in with the Young Bucks when suddenly the NWO shows up and beats them up. And Oh, sorry. <laughs> wrong black and white t-shirt group beating up people backstage. It was the uh, Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, Definitely some vibes there. Yeah. Certainly some vibes. Yeah, including uh, Nick Jackson being slammed on the hood of a truck. Which yeah. just feels very Monday Nitro. Um, yeah. But uh, John Moxley saying that they're the only elite group out there, which I thought was nice. Renee Paquette was trying to get a medical update on Wardlow when Arn Anderson walks up and slaps the ice pack away from Wardlow. And oh, Arn. asks him, hey, what are you prepared to do? Wardlow says, you know what? That 49-year-old man with a fucked up neck, I'm going to face him in a ladder match. Yeah, that's, that's the, the perfect plan. It's almost too easy. Yeah. <laughs> a guy with spinal stenosis let's do this <laughs> yeah 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 with the with the big uh monster dinosaur heater out there who will clearly get involved in this match right. yep yep let's do this right warlow i think is just a, just a shoot moron i think yeah yeah uh it, it totally I mean, it's a two-on-one match yeah it's a two-on-one match i mean it, it, you just you just is. signed yourself up for a two-on-one ladder match that said maybe like, arn's been done. training and he's gonna do a swanton off a ladder <laughs> I mean, he's undoubtedly going to do a spine buster on Christian at some point. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. And then, but still. And then he's going to get your shoot murdered. He's going to do the, <laughs> the slow time. <laughs> Renee Paquette oh. is then backstage with Orange Cassidy asking him about uh, Kyle Fletcher attacking him last week. And you know what? Cornosi, <clears throat> uh, I'll, I'll, anyone who wants a shot at the international title, uh, go fight Tony Khan. I'll fight everybody. I don't care. Yeah. Sammy Guevara okay. then had a match with, oh boy, he was back, Your Exodus guy. Prime. Yeah, straight from Cybertron. Yeah, uh, Exodus Prime <laughs> uh, at least got announced by name. And also, they really <laughs> underlined that Sammy was from Texas and Exodus Prime mm-hmm. was from Oklahoma. Boo. Ooh, boo. <laughs> As uh, Sammy absolutely murders uh, <laughs> the Autobot from Cybertron. Uh, yeah, with the uh, GTH. 
I, I think I think there's a Cybertron un- unincorporated community outside of uh, you know outside of um, Oklahoma City. Yeah. I think is is where Exodus Prime is from. <laughs> it's like a, a whole wormhole, Hollow Earth sort of situation. It's like a funnel directly to the planet Cybertron, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Which, okay. Speaking of, just mm-hmm. a quick sidetrack here. Yeah, <clears throat> as a we talk sidetrack. What? As we talk Transformers, our boy, I got, I got a little heat with my boy. Okay. All right, our boy. Yes. Okay. Fucking last Saturday, mm-hmm. I, I pull up the, I'm taking my morning constitutional, pull up the old Instagram, and then I see a photo of our boy Justin Bocephus Schlegel in fucking Tokyo. Yes. Without having told us. Yes. Oh, without having told us and I'm, i was a little i was a little butthurt i was a little upset got some heat we we are definitely gonna have to try to get some information out of him in the next legal oh. box which of course will be yeah. available at patreon.com slash rfs podcast yeah we will be addressing this and i may cut a promo on the boy uh <laughs> uh no i mean i'm i'm happy he finally got to go over there uh and experience it and i've been following along his journeys um but uh i do need to have more detail on this yes. and he does have i do have a little bit of heat with him for it so well, a- speaking of promos, Sammy Guevara then cut a promo talking about, hey, you know what, Texas? We've been through a lot together, haven't we? Mm. And uh, talks about how he's made some really bad decisions in front of the Texas crowd. Sorry, Pam. Mm. Uh, mm. And you know what? Uh, those wrong turns took me to the right place because a double or nothing, I'm going to be your new AEW world champion is this week. Sammy's a face. Yeah, right. Okay, sure. That then took us to a really cool, I thought, video package showing the history of all of the pillars and their matches prior going yeah. into Double or Nothing. Tony Schiavone's in the ring and he introduces these assholes. Jay Jarrett, Jeff Lethal. Jeff, <laughs> Jay, Jay Jarrett, Jeff, Jeff Lethal. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Jay yep, Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, Sing, Sanjay Dutt, they're all on their way out. Satnam Dutt. That's got two guitars with Cash and Dax's Sanjay name on it, but immediately <laughs> they are jumped by FTR, and this turns yeah. into a wild brawl, up to including Dax Harwood punching the clothes off of Jay Lethal. Dude, yeah. he straight up ripped his trousers off. Like, thank thank God Jay Lethal wasn't uh, freeballing under there, or else we would have had to cut to commercial. I will say, for half a second there, I was thinking... Does AEW have a BND sponsorship now? Is that why this is happening? Because those look like some fancy underpants. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Lethal cut a uh, cut a little something side deal out. So cut a little piece of the pie for him. They're brawling. Uh, Satnam Singh just gets shoved off the stage through a table in one of the most unceremoniously yeah a completely unceremonious quick cut of like wait a minute did did i just watch the seven foot tall indian dude die on television yeah yeah <laughs> uh, i mean aubrey ran out there real quick to check on it too so. <laughs> i don't blame her that looked yeah really bad the table exploded yeah. um yeah well he's a large man but you know they're brawling they get into the ring FTR is about to hit a shatter machine on Jeff Jarrett when holy fucking shit, Karen Jarrett shows up. Yeah, man. Just when you thought these assholes couldn't get any uh, less watchable. Here we go. Here's Karen Jarrett. It's as if it's as if the universe had heard me in recent weeks say, you know what? I'm starting (laughs) to like Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. I'm sorry, everyone. That's on me. 
He's a he's a carny mofo, man. You know, he's going to yeah. he's going to work an angle to get his wife in, get a yeah. payday for his wife. Take no bumps, get a payday for his wife. Done. Yeah, and done. pretty much. Probably he's, got a payday what? for his old uh, TNA theme writer, too. He he might be when all said and done. Yeah. One of the smartest business uh, oh, yeah. workers in, in the history of pro wrestling. Yeah. He's up there for me. It's like him, Kevin Nash, Brock Lesnar. Sure. Yeah, and of course, Maria and Mike Bennett. Those are <laughs> those are the people on my. They are still getting paid. They, they are. are still getting paid. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. I mean, it, look, yeah, uh, the the kingdom just had a bloody fight with honor on Ring of Honor TV. So you know, it's like they're oh, they making did? their money, but still, okay, they figured out how to get paid for multiple years by WWE while they had their kids. Like, yeah. Yeah. Props to you, folks. Freddie Peckhead yeah. was then backstage with Darby Allen and talks to him about the, the headlock finish of his match earlier. Darby says it was a message to MJF. That's a surprise. Didn't see that coming at all. Simmer Guevara walks in and says, you know what? I respect you. I know you don't trust me, but I'm not going to lay down for MJF. All we need to make sure is MJF doesn't walk out of double or nothing as champion. And Darby says, hey, made the best man win and fist bump Sammy Guevara. If these segments seemed a little awkward, you're not wrong because it was not the original plan. Oh, as it came out this week, the original plan was there's going to be a promo segment with all four pillars again, cutting promos mm-hmm. against each other. And, and look, I'll be honest, there's a chance we'll get something like that this coming Wednesday when they're in Las sure, Vegas. Yeah. But they were going to be joined by the unofficial fifth pillar, Britt Baker, who was going to make mm. it clear whoever wins the world title, Adam Cole's waiting for them. So hmm. it was decided that that pretty much gave away the fact that there's probably no title change coming up in the pay-per-view. So they, uh, they scrapped that whole bit. Yeah, and or that Adam Cole isn't beating Chris Jericho at the pay-per-view. <laughs> Certainly possible. We'll, we'll see. We had Tony Storm, Ruby Soho defeating Britt Baker and Hikaru Shida. I thought this match actually kind of ruled. Uh, I'm. It, it yeah. may just be because I was distracted by uh, Hikaru Shida's weirdly sexy sheer Sentai outfit that she was rocking in that match. Not weird at all. Yeah, <laughs> not weird at all. Yeah. Also, I appreciate that that, that Ruby has uh, taken to the same uh, seamstress to accentu- accentuate certain features as Tony Storm. So, yeah, I do appreciate that as well. Look, they needed matching gear. Uh, uh, blessed. Hashtag blessed. But we got a uh, Storm Zero on Britt Baker after getting sprayed in the eyes with the damn spray paint. And uh, Excalibur mentioned that was her fourth win in five days in AEW. Gee, I wonder if that was supposed to lead to something. Mm-hmm. Renee Paquette mm-hmm. backstage again with Orange Cassidy, who informs him that since they talked, 20 people went to Tony Khan's office and answered the challenge. I'm going to point out once again, we knew already from last week, Miro was stupid and mm-hmm. Thunder Rosa was stupid. Mm-hmm. I need to see the full field of 20 people in this battle well. royal. Because why did they all go to Tony Khan's office when he's in Gorilla? <sighs> Shoot morons. Uh, but we'll find out that list, uh, if not Wednesday, definitely in a week from now. Yes. At the pay-per-view. Um, but, you know, OC says, uh, that's a lot. Why don't we go ahead and do a 
21 person blackjack battle royal at double or nothing. So we're not getting the casino battle royal. We're getting a blackjack battle yeah. royal where the winner will be international champion. I think this is a perfect, awesome way to encapsulate the OC run as champion of just he says yes to everything. Mm-hmm. Everyone and their brother is going after him. Everyone's trying to get the belt. I, I think that's awesome. I think it's perfect. And then and then he squeaks out a win. <laughs> yeah, he probably will squeak out a win. But uh, yeah, yeah. him offering Renee Young the 22nd spot in the Battle Royal was just chef's kiss. Just it was. It was perfect. Superb. Superb. Tony Khan did his announcement about the uh, two-hour collision show, as we talked about earlier, and then that took us right into the Falls Count Anywhere match between Roderick Strong and Chris Jericho. God damn, this was fun. Uh, it was so stupid, and I, I did enjoy it. I mean, this is kind of where... 2023 Jericho excels, yes. I think. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm sure a lot of these ideas were him. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, it, you get you, you know, it started with the in the ring, uh, a blistering chop uh, yes. sequence back and forth between the two of them, where Jericho uh, at one point got a little chippy in a in a receipt or two with some very stiff elbows on the yeah. apron and outside yeah. of the ring. I was like, oh, okay. Hey, let's go. That was definitely Chris going, hey, uh, Roddy, did you see my match with Ishii last year? Let's go ahead and yeah. do that. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Both both guys' chests were uh, close to bleeding, if not completely bleeding. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> I think the thing that kind of hurt me more than anything else, like chops or anything, was Jericho threw, like, an open bottle of water at Roddy's, uh, like, gut. And I'm like, that really fucking hurts. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> So this, that's that's a that's a stiff that's a stiff uh, offensive move there. This match quickly became the walk and brawl that we expected, up to and including them sure. uh, going through a table in a VIP area, having a battle on mm-hmm. the side of a stairwell, which was super entertaining. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Roddy, yeah, it was Roddy Strong who took a handful of soft serve and smushed mm-hmm. it into the face of Roderick Strong. Or, or sorry, of Chris Jericho by Roddy Strong. Yeah, um, just a, a beautiful image from that. And then he like, yes. you know, shoves the rest of the ice cream in his mouth. Yes, <laughs> I was like, I feel you, man. Vanilla soft serve is is the king. I'm all it, about that. Like, there was a convention that we used to play every summer, that the convention center, and I, I've never been to another one that has had soft serve uh, on premises. So man, always, soft serve vanilla. Yeah. It was always for us. Nectar Once we get guts. that show knocked out, boom, we're yeah. having celebratory soft serve. It has yep. to be done. Hell yeah, brother. Um, but they, of course, ended up brawling all the way outside of the arena where immediately Chris Jericho was accosted by a small child. Sorry, Adam Cole. Adam Cole. <laughs> Adam Cole. Also, uh, Chris Jericho made out to be a moron. Because yes. he knew the stipulations of the match. Why didn't he have the JAS pop up outside, too, in case this happened? I know, right? And also, I didn't realize that when they say you can't be in the arena, according at least to AEW bylaws, you can literally yeah. just hang out outside the front door. <laughs> I mean, you would think he would be, um, you know, susceptible to uh, loitering laws. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, at uh, least he'd be like a little not. further out into the the front of the building no he was literally a little further out well <laughs> well uh but yeah uh we had the boom on jericho while they were in this uh dirt pile 
We got the jumping mm-hmm. knee from uh, Roddy Strong and uh, one, two, three. That is the match. Roddy Strong wins, and clearly things are not over between Chris Jericho and Adam Cole. We then had Jungle Boy Jack Perry defeating Roosh, and let me tell you, this did an amazing job of building up Roosh as a world title contender. <laughs> Hang on, what's that? Oh, Jungle Boy's getting the shit. <clears throat> hmm. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> I will. I, I was not as mad about this as certain other people on the internet were because I thought yeah. it was an awesome match. I like seeing Roosh throw little guys around. Yeah. And it, it is kind of funny that also I realized, holy shit, if he just put on different colored tights, Jungle Boy would look like a white dude cosplaying as Roosh. Oh, wow. That's hysterical. I never thought about that. Yeah. Boots with tassel. Frills on the trunks. Yeah. 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 Anyway. (laughs) You're 100% correct. Roosh looked incredible in this match and uh, beat the piss out of Jungle Boy. But you know what? Jungle Boy, he uh, decided to take a little something out of MJF's book and rolled up Roosh and pulled the tights. Work smarter, not harder. Yep. Got the one, two, three there. And then, of course, uh, we had uh, a bit of a brawl going on with uh, the rest of uh, La Faction and Garbanable continuing to beat down uh, Jack Perry after the match. But that brought out Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara. And all three challengers were happy to help each other out, but then were staring each other down. Yeah. Renee Paquette then came up to MJF, who was watching everything transpire backstage like a human. Facing the TV head on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You love to see it. Renee wants to know what she thinks, uh, or me, what he thinks after seeing what just happened, how he's feeling ahead of the world title match, a double or nothing, and MJF just smacks the microphone out of her hands and walks away. How rude. Talk about smarter, not harder. That was another perfect right? example. Yeah, the guy who cuts one of the best promos of the company is just like, nope, fuck it, I'm out. Yeah. Then uh, we had a recap of Jamie Hayter being injured last month by Tony Storm, hence why she was not in the uh, tag match earlier on in the evening. Uh, Disappointing. So Tony Storm backstage with Renee Paquette, who's just talking to everybody this week. And, yeah, she uh, got her steps in. Yeah, and uh, Tony Storm said, "You know what? I've had four wins in five days. I want a title shot, a double or nothing." So looks like that's where we're going there. All right. Then we had Jay White versus Ricky Starks. This was thankfully not the blow off to this feud because, yeah, man, both these guys need something more out of this. Yes, agreed. We, we've talked about how Jay White's been kind of lame duck since mm-hmm. appearing in AEW. We talked about how yeah. Starks is kind of losing his uh, prestige from earlier in the year. I will say this was probably one of the few times where a DQ finish actually helped. Yeah, no, agreed. Cause I, I didn't want either of these guys to lose. Yeah. Uh, this match here. So, so yeah, the DQ, Oh, I guess Starks did lose. Yes, he did uh, lose, but by DQ after yeah. using a chair on, uh, both juice Robinson and Jay white. Um, yeah. And for as much as I'd like to whirlwind dunk on juice Robinson, I'd like to take a moment and say that, when they cut to the ramp and Juice 
and Jay White were standing there looking at the angry holding a chair Ricky Starks. And mm-hmm. Juice just screams to the heavens, Ricky! <laughs> I dug that. That was good. Yep. That no, was real that's, good. That's good melodrama right there. Here for it. And that meant we had a main event promo segment from Don Callis. Right? Yeah. I mean, you start the show with the promo and you end the show with a, well, I mean, it became more than a promo, but still. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. I was, I was very surprised that that was the main event segment. And then I started doing the math. Wait a minute. The BCC beat up the Young Bucks. Uh-huh. And they also uh, had taken out Hangman Adam Page. Undoubtedly, mm-hmm. what Don Collis says is going to bring out Kenny Omega. And that's going to bring out the BCC. And... I definitely made myself think that Kota Ibushi was showing up on Dynamite. No, same, man. The, the, and also that one uh, Puro... Oh, yeah, the, uh, the, the Twitter account. Twitter account. Dark Parisu Frozen or whatever. That Yeah. It is so weird to me, yet also completely on brand, that Ibushi apparently has conversations about his career right. with some random Twitter person. Agreed. Well, Don Callis comes out to massive heat. Austin crowd was so good all night. This was no different. So he comes out to no music and his new entrance video, which is just multiple angles of him attacking Kenny Omega. Loved it. There's a bunch of geeks as the, uh, the security folks, Don Callis starts talking about how, you know, he, uh, he did everything for Kenny Omega without me. There is no Kenny Omega. That of course brings out Kenny Omega and, Mm -hmm. uh, Omega's beating down all the security guards. Then we get the Blackpool Combat Club jumping him. Turns to a big old brawl. BCC goes in the ring and says, you know, this is your final warning to stay down. Omega gets up on his feet and out come the Young Bucks with plunder. They got trash cans yep. filled with weapons. Just two by four in there. And everyone's standing there and realizing, wait, it's four people in the BCC, but it's three in the elite. Right. They need a fourth man. Hangman Page's music hits. Thunder Rosa. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's Thunder Rosa's theme, but instead in the intro was Hangman Page. So Punish Hangman is out there with his eye patch. And uh, he's handed the uh, barbed wire broom by Kenny Omega. And uh, we get a big old brawl to wrap up the show. Uh, The Elite stand tall hangman page grabs a mic and says and i'm sure this wasn't a pointed reference to anything else going on that day he said that they are the heart of aew they are the soul of aew uh-huh and a double or nothing it'll be blackpool combat club versus the elite in anarchy in the arena hell yes i would rather blood and guts than anarchy in the arena but that's just my personal preference I think it's because of the fact that it takes two rings and there's all that set up. That's, that's I know. I don't want to do it on the pay-per-view, but I, I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. But yeah, those, it'll be, it'll be fun. I mean, those, you know, matches always have their super fun spots and it gives them a chance to be creative, which, you know, is something that uh, usually works out to our advantage. Yeah. Uh, the big news coming out of rampage was that uh, we are going to get Kyle Fletcher versus orange Cassidy in an international title match this Wednesday. On oh, Dynamite. cool. 
Um, we're going to have the contract. Somewhere Mark Davis is like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're going to get the the contract signing between uh, Adam Cole and Chris Jericho for their unsanctioned match at Double or Nothing. Is it, is that, that doesn't mean lights out. That just means unsanctioned. So it's a brawl. It's a. I, I had the same thought of like, yeah, they have lights out matches for this, but I guess it's going to be different. Okay. Um, we're going to have That's House of Black perfect. defend the trio's titles against Blake Christian, AR Fox, and Metalik, which could be pretty cool. Oh wow, that's a hell of a trio. Uh, Taya Valkyrie, who <clears throat> was announced is getting the TBS title shot at Double or Nothing, will have a uh. Tune-up match against Lady Frost. We'll hear from the all four okay. pillars. We'll hear from Ricky Starks. We'll hear from FTR. We will hear from Tony Khan as he announces wherever Collision is going to be. But most importantly, Chris, we're getting a Ring of Honor tag team title match as the Lucha Bros defend against Claudio and Yuta, and that's going to fucking roll. Uh, 100%. I am here uh, to give my whole body to that match, and I cannot wait for uh, Fall Guy Yuta to to prove his worth here. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy that three and stare it up at those MGM Grand Lights, Yuta. We'll see you there on Wednesday. There you go. And the rest of the show is Dynamite the Podcast, because everybody's (laughs) going to be talking. (laughs) Very much so. And much like this podcast, it's time to wrap it up. We'll catch you next week, everybody. Bye. The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redos, and Roughhouse Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House, uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. Hey, y'all. Come on down to Jasper T. Hickenbottom's house of haunted camping equipment. We hooked up Ray White with his special spectral lantern. Not just going to light up the woods when you're out shitting around a campfire with some buddies. It's also going to end summon some weird fucking poltergeist thing. Do you need a tent? Do you need a tent that sleeps too? How about a tent that summons Hellspawn? That's right. Go ahead and set up this tent, and it's going to have a pentagram for him in the middle of the night, and all sorts of weird spawn-like fucking creatures will pull you down in the depths of hell during them cold wooded nights. You can't have a campsite without a campfire. What about a campfire that summons some sort of weird impish demon to go ahead and peel your skin off while you're fishing? Fishing poles, you got it. That's not just a pole. It's also a fucking wand. Aim in the direction of the creek and all the fish will pop out and do a weird tap dance routine before exploding in a shower of aquatic gore. Come on down to Jasper T. Hickenbottom's warehouse of haunted camping equipment for all your haunted camping needs. We got thermoses that only seem to fill with spectral goo. 
We got sleeping bags made of human skin. And don't forget the classic Bray Wyatt Sister Abigail brand lantern. It'll show you the way to eternal damnation. Stop down today and see one of our executives, such as my assistant manager, Luke Harper. He'll kick you in the fucking face. Or ask our new intern, Mr. Rowan, where to find said haunted campment equipment. And he'll stare at you confusingly because he's a little slow in the head and tries to feed inanimate horses. Errands. You saw the promo. It's weird as fuck. Seriously, debut them already. We're fucking waiting and we're sick of the Dust Brothers and Usos. I'm tired of that shit. I'm going camping. Have you ever had a s'more try and rape you? Because we have rape s'mores. It's a weird haunted succubus s'more that will latch on to your fucking crotch while you sleep. Buy some shit.